There are three masses for Christmas. I think you know that. The midnight one, the mass at dawn, welcome to dawn patrol. And uh, then, of course, the mass during the day. The mass, uh, the gospel for the last one is, of course, the, uh, the uh, beginning of John's gospel, the prologue. And then we have the first 15 verses of Luke last night in the second chapter, and then the next five for this morning, and I put those two together. It's sort of a connected narrative. How easily distracted we are. So often the unimportant but urgent replaces that which is crucial and truly important. But not this year and not this day. Because COVID has broken through our blitz and static and distractions. As COVID was allowed to take over, it closed down our economy, our stores, our schools, our squares, and our meeting places of every type. And it left us alone in our thoughts to ponder what we ran after, what we thought had meaning, and the whys that we thought we were here for. The year can get cold, and now it does, and so can life. Darkness closes us off, and we this year have certainly been isolated, become isolated. But this isolation, on its flip side, thank God, has led us so off now to ask God for help and to ask God to be with us so that we're not left to our own devices. And in that, we might be, well begin to be able to be transformed. We now, therefore, know that we need a Savior. And we can open up and ask for one and allow one in. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Wonder if I could tell you the smallest of stories, the smallest of remarks. I had a friend who's going to God. He was a Bostonian and a journalist, and he'd been a Calvinist. And, uh, and that was long ago from my medium. But he admitted ruefully the unbelievable fact that to him was a fascinating part of Boston history. That because of Calvinism, the first time that Boston school kids didn't have to go to school on Christmas, would you care to guess, was 1870. Not 1817, or I don't know, 1717, but 1870. That's an awful long time to be stiff-necked and grim and sort of sour and gloomy and Calvinistic as the cartoons show it. As you know, that approach that if we're having fun, it must be sinful, entered into Catholicism as Jansenism. And I only bother to mention that because of the theme essential to today, that every Catholic church pretty much around the world has incited a statue of the Sacred Heart, not only to remind us of Christ, but to remind us of Christ's love for us because he's wearing his heart on his sleeve right there bare on his breast. 
Believe it or no, I've had people come and ask, one of the, someone from your audience came by and said that God loved us. Do you really think that's so? Which didn't say anything about them, but said what the diet was before. And so there can be that gloom. There could also be that left to our own devices. But how important, how important to be touched by the overwhelming love of God. Christ's heart inflamed with love of us so that our hearts be inflamed with love for so good a God. And today in every church around the world, the crib replaces the sacred heart, don't you think? God, come to be with us, so inflamed with love for us, to come to be with us so humbly, to take all that trouble emptying himself for our sake. What a master craftsman good St. Luke the Evangelist is. He begins with a grand decree of the great Caesar for the world. And he ends up in a stable with what would seem an insignificant birth, but the greatest of great things, God's gift of himself, God's gift of his son for our sake. Born humbly in a manger where the animals eat to remind us that he is the sustenance for our lives and hearts and souls. Our light, our life, and our light. As the prologue, which will be read later today, says, the light which enlightened, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. That can at times be enlightening to the last and least of us or worst of us. You know, I always to kids, students at the business school, apropos of the assumptions of the colder parts of economics, that if you can't afford St. Luke's Gospel, which many people have called the loveliest book ever written, you can always buy Dickens' A Christmas Carol. <laughs> you can always buy A Christmas Carol. One of the greatest of Americans used to read it to his family every Christmas all his life, all their lives. And at Christmas, Scrooge, in a sense the greatest, quote, Calvinist of all, gets a life, has the impossible happen, has his heart opened to realize his life had never been lived at all, and discovers life in himself and finds God in love not of himself but of others, and God's gift of Christ to boot. We discover anew every Christmas the horrible fact that poor Mary and good St. Joseph are caught short. They're caught short at the most crucial of times. This can't be happening, they must say, as any of us have said when someone dear to us gets something, some horrible disease at some needy time. This can't be happening. Caught short there in the humblest of stables, a smelly stable amid the animals, Poor in a world with no room for them. Poor in a world with literally no room for them. But then, like Scrooge, we come to discover in this darkness and isolation that we've known the things that really matter. And the crib has become our sacred heart statue to remind us how vast and infinite the infinite ocean of mercy and love that is the good God. 
and we realize that even we are not given up on and that we need a Savior and that we have one and here he is. COVID in a sense freed us from the task of being our sustenance alone. Business as usual. It made us stand back, sit apart, and take the trouble to meditate and ask questions. Christ, seemingly born alone, makes all of us one. He who was rich became poor for our sakes, that we who are poor might become rich in him. The hopes and fears of all our years are met in thee tonight. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Today's episode is part of our 2020 Advent and Christmas offerings. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.